Bailey and Harper, we are back. And we're doing something that's awesome. You can turn it down or not. I don't care. We're watching the Panthers <laughs> and the Cardinals play right now. And uh, this is live on a Sunday, and we just are ready to roll. Roman Harper, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great, bro. Uh, oh, really? he stepped out of bounds. No. <laughs> he stepped out of bounds. You're, gonna, you're probably going to hear a lot of that. because Probably so. Let me, he, uh, Kyle, Kyle is so giddy right now. Let's just be honest here. Yeah. Cam Newton came back in on the yeah. first drive, the first time they get down there. And next, you know, like this is the part of the he, episode. He runs a couple people over, gets a <laughs> touchdown, snatches his helmet off, is just yelling at the camera, "I'm back!" And Kyle's just smiling from ear to like ear. The, I walk in Roman's <laughs> house, and the first thing I see on the TV is Cam Newton take a snap, touchdown. <laughs> Red zone issue solved. Cam Newton's <laughs> back. Like this is the part where I say episode 45, and we tell you who the greatest athletes ever wear number 45 was, and then I'd probably just yell Cam Newton right now. <laughs> but I will throw this one at you instead. I'm being dumb. 45, Michael Jordan, boom. Wow. Right? Didn't see that coming, did you? I did not think you were no, going to go there. No, I didn't. you didn't see that coming. No, I didn't. I, I got to check this out. I don't think I was all the way prepared. I was. That's okay. No, we're watching the Panthers This game. is more about Kyle Bailey's Bro, I, had a quick, I hit a quick Google search before, you know, so it's not. Like I, I will tell you my, my most favorite number 45 who immediately jumps out to me. What? And that is A.C. Green. That's solid. That's such a solid forward pull. for the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, like the over the head <laughs> jump shot. I mean, it, it, I'm thinking the the hair virgin the, until he was like yeah. 40. I mean, the Earth probably moved that day. The first 40 you know? year old virgin, right? Yes. Well, the, the Earth moves every day. But or was Jesus the first? What? I don't know. Who was the first 40 year old virgin? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. Boom! Touchdown. <laughs> I probably just made them. Somebody's microphones explode. Oh, did Cam, did Cam Newton Cam just toss a dime <laughs> in the back? Are you kidding me? Cam Newton has run two plays and they've been two touchdowns. That's fantastic. Oh God, this this Panthers team's gonna win the friggin' Super Bowl, man. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. Come on, give it to me. This you, is the most. I would say this is the best receiving core he would probably ever has. I, I mean, come on, just bam. Well, dart, I mean, dart. I mean, that's just. It was a simple out Cam, route. See, and, and this all makes sense. Cam Newton didn't need 10 days of practice to figure out how to do that. Like, that's I mean, very true. He you know didn't. what I'm saying? Like, that's, a, that's he, an easy pitch. He, he doesn't know the whole playbook, but he doesn't need to. So, no, you can anyway, one more 45, Pedro Martinez. Oh, it's a great call. And I throw that one out there, too, because he does a great job on the studio coverage for the he playoffs. He does. He's really good. But what's I also love funny, listening to pitchers yes. describe baseball because they, they actually they talk about the intentions of the pitches and, like, what, what they're thinking, like the mindset. And yes. for the average fan, I don't know. That. I'm not saying that all pitchers make good analysts, but the best analysts are former pitchers, in my opinion. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Do you still say that in football as well with quarterbacks? Uh, not always, no. No, no. not always. Because I think that, like, and I'm not pandering to you, I hate that I'm doing this, but, like, former safeties, because they had the full view of the field. You know, right, can, well, yeah. Can yeah. really explain Well, we things. have a quarterback type Sure, so you, and you can explain, explain things that, you know, a nose, former nose tackle can't explain. Or, you know, thousand percent. So that's all. But like, no, They I don't mean, know the back half of the game. No, yeah, they can't see it that way. No. No, they're just turning and clapping for stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that's, and that's awesome. But yeah. anyway, yes, I'm excited. I'm just uh, – so here's the deal. You and I are doing this podcast. I got to book it to the arena because Steph Curry's in town. And I've got Hornets pre and post game tonight. So I've got to watch the second half of this Panthers game of Cam Newton's return from the Spectrum Center. While You're going to be going crazy, Kyle. While I'm doing radio You're not even going to be paying attention. This is a lit Sunday <laughs> evening for me. Like, things are just, uh, they're escalating by the Business hour. Business is booming for Business right is now. booming right now. And booming. Escalating by the hour. So, Kyle, let's talk about this. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's go. So, early this week, you know, Sam Darnold has an injury. Let's just stay right here because I think this is very vital and very important. This has literally happened right in front of us. So let's not – let's lead into this moment. Let's not run away from it. So, early this week, Sam Darnold 
is gets put on IR. His shoulder has a slight fracture in it. He's he's out, right? Well, that was what that was last week. This was this week, right? Didn't yeah. this all happen this week? Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Like it, I was all of it. I was, it, it just happened. The whole right? thing occurred. Yeah. Sam got hurt on Sunday. Matt Rule went into work on Monday and said, "Oh, Sam's really hurt. We got to find a quarterback." So they did a Matt Barkley thing, which kind of made some people angry, even though it shouldn't have because <laughs> you know Kyle hears everything because he's local radio. Like, right. He hears all the emotions of sports these radio WFNZ. You know it. Yeah. But so, yeah. So, like, you, on Monday, come, you know, they get a Barkley, and everybody's like, boo, Matt Barkley. <laughs> Which, I, it's, it's like, Which uh, as a fan, you deserve to do that. And let's also talk about, let's not. Yeah, but people look, got but, too mad. They got too mad. Because Matt, right, Barkley, because Matt, Matt Barkley's going to be living in, like, you know, corporate housing here for the five, three months that he lives in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, he was just Cam insurance. Newton's back. Right, so, right, right. like, that's a thing. It was just insurance. But hold on. But I'm sorry. So, got, the thing is with the, the Panthers and the fans is that, they felt a, a certain bit jaded because if your backup quarterback wasn't good enough from the beginning, then why is he your backup quarterback? Does that make sense? Yes, all of it. Uh, all, right. all, all of it makes sense. So, so then, so you have those question marks. So then, and, and they're right. And the love for the city and and the hatred. So then, after that, Kyle, come on, finish this week off. So then, I'm going to get a haircut, and I hear the midday show at WFNZ speaking about. Cam Newton's in town. Rumors are they're talking. It's that, and in my mind, I'm like, "What day was this? Was this Wednesday, Thursday?" Uh, yes. I, the, like the days all run together. This is like Wednesday or Thursday. When Thursday, I believe it's Wednesday. It? No, the, the, it happens Wednesday, right? So right. the the rumors start to to happen. I guess that morning. Actually, I'll I'll tell you how it happened from my perspective. My, my, well, my birthday was Thursday. I'm sorry. My birthday was Thursday. So my niece and nephew, my brother, called me on the way to work. Happy birthday, Uncle Kyle. It we, was Thursday, right? We want to come to Charlotte and say, and come watch the Panthers play. I said, I can make that happen. They play Washington in 10 days, and I don't think it's going to be a hard ticket to get, quite frankly. <laughs> I literally said those words. And then not an hour later, Jonathan Alexander of The Observer breaks the news. Three sources. Cam Newton is uh, meeting with the Carolina Panthers. All hell breaks loose. You know, because... Me, Trey Boston, were just in studio together the day before saying, nah, this isn't going to happen. It should, but this isn't going to happen. <laughs> Corey Miller's calling into my show. It ain't going to happen, but I've got his number in my phone, and I'll give it to him if they want him, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Nobody thinks this is going to happen. So it happens. And, you know, here we are watching this game, and I suspected they were going to use him, but, like, I, nobody expected this. He scored two Cam Newton has two touchdowns in the first six minutes of this game. What do you say about that? I mean, is I mean that the when everybody looks at you and say, "Man, you paid him four million dollars when nobody else would have paid him none." Uh, that question, that mark, that was a little bit kind of like wow moment. But then he's in for two plays and has two touchdowns. So this kind of like, well, in in Tepper's eyes, he's already paid. I mean, he's already made money on his investment because you're going to have a packed crowd. This was a stroke of brilliance it, by it, David Tepper. You know what I mean? It was like, the right football move, and it was the best possible business move he could have made. It, I, I think business move-wise, it it's astronomical what it did for the business side of it. And, I, of course, I, it's all about the football, and Cam will help them win games. He's already helping them win this game in the first six minutes of this game. Yes. And so not only do you have that, but the spirit and everything else that is – uh, a, a different attitude and vibe. I, I think his team is very lifted. But then you're going to run into some problems. And, I, you know, I'm here for the long haul. 
not for just a short time. So yep. I want to see how this thing pays and, and, off and here's the, wait, outside of just this game, too. But it's a really great start. 100%. Amazing start. They will have more energy in that in B of A Stadium next weekend yes. than they've had at any point in this whole season. And I didn't even think he'd be playing. I thought if he was just warming up, that they would still want to just show up to see that. They would be happy enough to, with that. But well, I, I just spoiled something for us because you and I are watching this, but uh, I'm doing the dumb thing where I'm watching Twitter even though – I shouldn't be because Twitter's about a minute ahead of us, I think. There's uh, a big play coming right here, and I think it's uh, something worth watching. It's going to be apparently an interception by Dante Jackson. But to your point, yeah, it's a great start. But, you know, they're in the middle of what's eight games left right now. So they got to wait. Actually, maybe it's the next play. I don't know. But anyway, so this gives this is a real opportunity for them. Now, the offensive line has not been good this year. We know that. That's a big question in all of this. But they have actually played a little bit better over the past couple of weeks. And that was where Darnold really started to struggle. You know, and it, was, it started to look worse because the offensive line, while not good, don't get me wrong, not good, they were a little bit better. And so all of this is still, as you said, kind of a work in progress. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Cardinals team with no Kyler Murray and no DeAndre Hopkins today. So that, right, that's right. A, that's, that needs to be said. But that – I mean, Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins aren't the reason Cam Newton has two touchdowns right no, now. Like, no, so, no, no, no. You know, no, that's, no, no, no. That's no, the no, big no. thing. That's yeah, the big thing. That is a good thing. And, th look, when, when you're a Panthers organization and you make these trades and some of these deals that they've been making, they have been involved in every single bit of action in the NFL this year. And when you give that type of appearance as an organization that's willing to do those things, you, that comes with expectations as well. And it's really good that you, this team had kind of lost expectations under the – like, Sam Donald's playing really bad. Let's not sugar – like – Oh, yeah. It's he got been worse. bad. It's been spiraling for five <laughs> yeah. weeks. It's been like really, really – I got him on my fantasy team, Kyle. The saddest thing I've was, been really sad. He got me – it was a struggle to get like five points. His numbers against Dallas on the road that night weren't bad. He no. had two really bad throws in the third quarter. And I would argue that the two weren't the two interceptions. One was – the third was one that should have been intercepted where he hit a safety right in the chest – but, like, the, the one interception by Trayvon Diggs was just a hell of a play. Yeah, of course. I mean, you got and to those give credit for him, but made a hell of a play. But against the Patriots, it was but really But that bad. night he had four touchdowns and threw for over 300 yards. So you wouldn't think that he'd come out of a game like that and just start to get worse. Right. But that's what happened. Yes. So I, I just don't get it. But, I mean, I know they were making things simple for him. I know that. And, and that's okay. Like, some guys are system quarterbacks. That's not yeah. – I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world. But then it's like sometimes when – you know, some kid, some some young men or some players sometimes, once they have something bad happen to them, they don't know how to shake it. You yeah, know? no, hundred percent. Especially if something bad happens early. Oh, oh Christian McCaffrey. Oh no, um, this Ooh, might be. Um, but Kyle, you know the the whole fact that it, you know when he what was the game where he threw an interception on the very first play? Oh, um, Minnesota, nope. Minnesota, Minnesota. Like, man, like God, dog. Yeah, it's like, like all week he'd been here and Robbie's not being, <laughs> Robbie's not involved. Robbie's not getting targets. So the very first play, I mean, he's scrambling around trying to, and he sees Robbie and he sees Robbie and he's just going to get it to Robbie. Come hell or high water, he's getting his football to Robbie Anderson, except he didn't. He threw it to the wrong team. So, you know, and then boom, from there, it's just kind of spot. I think that was the game that really started to go down. But anyways, I hate that he's hurt. I hate that he's injured. Well, let, but it's, it's let, also a really good story, though. Let's back up from the football for just a second because you and I are watching this game. Christian McCaffrey just broke off a big run midway yeah, through the first quarter. 14-0 Panthers right now. But, like, think about what this did to the city over the week. I talk sports in this city for four hours every afternoon. And what did I tell you? I told you before the show there was something I remembered that I wanted to tell you a few days ago and then I forgot. Remember a couple years ago when all this Cam Newton stuff was really starting to go down and we thought he might be gone and we were going to maybe move on? I said, 
Imagine what it's like to cover Kirk Cousins every day. Remember when I said that to you? You did say that. <laughs> you did. And I said, at the very least with Cam Newton, I know I'm getting interesting. And as a every sports, day. Every you day. Said, Dude, every, I mean, this man came in day one and compared himself to Moses, um, you know, and, and just was authentic. Oh, God. It's a bad decision by Colt McCoy. Um, yeah, I mean, he just came in and, and just was Cam. And when, when, he, when the news broke, they were hanging – People were hanging Cam Newton jerseys off the balconies of their apartment buildings in South End, Charlotte, in University. I mean, just all over the place. There were people who drove to Bank of America Stadium that afternoon just in case he was there. I mean, the news crews were out, and it wasn't tons of people, but I mean, it was like a couple dozen people. No, I saw my boy Trey Boston on Instagram. I guess he went over there. They're just hiding out. It's big news. Going over there, right? Some dude recorded himself driving down Mint Street, you know, just hollering, let's go Panthers to everybody on the sidewalk. I mean, Cam's back. Like, this this has given the city a jolt, man. Well, he's in the game now. Yeah, he's back in the game. He's back in the game. He's back in the game. It's not even the red zone. Oh, man, this is awesome. But you're right. David Tepper, I know we're kind of bouncing all over the place here, but like, they're, they they did the right thing here, and there's a narrative that you know. So so, okay, go ahead, because I want, I think you're going exactly where I want to go. Yeah, absolutely, that you know that they that some people had to humble themselves to bring him back, um, and that you know this was a difficult. I I don't know who this was difficult for. I really don't, and I don't know the the degree to which it was difficult for anybody. I don't know. Um, I'm I sh- think it is a humbling experience. I think everybody needs to humble themselves. I, I went through this same situation. When I went back to New Orleans after two years of being here in Carolina, after when I left after eight years of Kyle, I was not, I wasn't happy with the organization. We weren't on good terms. It wasn't like, oh yeah, Roman, good job. No, no, it wasn't like that at no, all. It's business. All right. They cut, they released me from my contract. So um, we, we did not leave on good terms. And then being here when, after two years, I didn't want to go back. That was one of the places I did not want to ever play football again. So for me to actually go back there and be cool and have it the way end and go how it went, I had to humble myself and actually let go of some of my my hatred or angers, and they had to humble themselves because they had also made some mistakes yeah. and not done right either, and they apologized for some of the things, and maybe they we could have handled things differently as well. And so that open dialogue and conversation now allows you to say, okay, I can move on. We can let bygones be bygones. But until that conversation's had – it ain't happening. That's why I believe Tepper went down there and got got him on a plane. We're not. No, you're not getting on like first class. No, no, no. No, here's the jet. We're, we're picking you up. Sending the jet. We're coming to get you. Yeah. I want to sit down and talk, and we're gonna clear this air, and we're gonna make it go. I want you back. Yeah. I think you can. I think we can be beneficial to both ends of this. And I'm not a. I'm not a businessman that likes to run my business in the ground. I. I'm telling you, he. I'm telling you firsthand, I, I would like for you to be interested in us. I guess there's there's always a way that, that things can go south, right? There's always a way I guess it could go. But there's, there's so much – there's almost nothing but upside for everybody involved in this situation because there will always be that faction of people in this city, in this fan base, in this region that never liked him, and they're not going to start liking him now. Oh. But – at the same time, the majority of the people support this move. If for no other reason than some of them just, just don't want to watch Sam Darnold spiral anymore. Like they just, they, but they're tired of watching things like, you know, you got a defense playing well, they fixed the special teams issues, and you've got an offense that's been so bad it's ruining everything. <laughs> and so people just don't want to watch that anymore. And that's why I said I talk sports for four hours a day in this city every single day. And if I had to go through the next eight weeks, 
with all due respect to everybody involved, you know, PJ and Matt Barkley as the quarterback of this team. I don't think many people would have been all that interested in what I had to say or what anybody had to say about this team. But Cam Newton's back now, and he's back on the field right now. And he's, not, he's getting the ball at the 40-yard line up 14 to nothing. I guess you have the benefit of doing this with a lead, but uh, oh, yeah, there, that's the right move. Yep, Christian McCaffrey is eating right now. Yeah, dog. He about to be a thirty a thirty piece on fantasy. Absolutely, today. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is. There. See, the, these guys have to stay healthy. P I, nobody wants to talk about it, right? Well, that's not true. Some people will. Rome, all you gotta do is get in. All you gotta do is get in. You're right. I, I I'm just happy that uh, Cam's actually number one again. Like nobody had his number. Yes. It, it looks like nothing even changed. He looks the exact same. Him and Christian McCaffrey back together in the same backfield. Yeah, it looks kind of crazy. DJ and Robbie. Like if this offensive line can just play competent football this is the best team he will have potentially been on outside of the one that you guys took to the Super Bowl in 2015 yeah well, I don't think there's had, any doubt Cam just had a bad throw game. yeah he did a little yeah all right now just, you need to take him out <laughs> take him out don't ruin it man don't P ruin the new PJ's now. coming back in thank you don't so they're gonna run with two quarterbacks today see this is on Joe Brady too like it's uh you know that, oh, you, he's open. oh see that yeah you got to catch that football no 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 it's he's not a good open. throw it's not a good throw it's not a good throw I don't, but you know that it was like in within the frame of his body though that's really hard i know but like don't you th you're a defensive guy i find it difficult to believe you're not willing to criticize wide receivers for not for not making catches like that i mean you'd like for him to catch that ball but that's really hard okay all right i'm just surprised by that that's all because I, I, i'll back i rest my case okay that's fine that's fine PJ's in, Dart, Robbie. Look at that. PJ's made a couple of nice throws today. There he is. We just call in this game. All right, let's talk Three about Three for four, stuff. 36 yards to start. I like it, man. He's balling. He's, I, I like it. I got him in my fantasy league. I might have to start this joker, but this might be his only game he plays. Look at that. A little end cut from Robbie. Sharp throw. I like it. PJ Walker, look, you can tell he put in two weeks worth of work with the ones, man. He looks – I mean, every, anybody's going to look better with a week or two of preparation with the ones. thousand percent. And not thousand being percent. thrown into a shitty situation at the end of the game. thousand percent. You know what I mean? I mean, you know what I mean better than anybody. So, Kyle, college football. College football. Oh, we're going to do that now. I want to I wanna just talk just a little bit. Um, okay. For, for the University of Florida to give up 56, <laughs> 52 – how many points? I did, I did not expect you to go here the, to this place first. Let me pull up the scores. I, have I think it was 52 myself. points, Kyle. Yeah. They scored 70. 70. All right. 70, yeah. It's great. It's, um, but they played Samford University. They, that the University of Samford. Yeah. I, I think I'm, it's Samford University. I'm a little bit concerned. Um, I would definitely be concerned. I've never seen I, – I, I feel like I'm witnessing um, – an implosion of a team, a coach. You see what I'm saying? A program. Well, what right was now. it? A year ago that Dan Mullen showed up to that press conference in the Darth Vader costume? Yes. Well, yeah, it was around and, Halloween, and, and people thought that uh, you know Florida was just on a rocket ship to the moon as a program, right? Yeah, they were they were headed their way. I mean, right? they they were heading to big things, man. Like they were heading to Urban Meyer level success. And look, I I don't hate Florida. I mean, I, I don't mean, either. You're, you're a Bama I'm, guy, but I mean, I, I don't I'm almost. Any, Kyle, I'm almost shocked when I see it, like as I'm witnessing it. You yeah. Know? Well, it's bad. I mean, everything about it's bad. And the fact that they, when they fired Todd Grantham, and Todd Grantham is a uh, a proud Hokie. We love him, and uh, we we remember that he's one of our own. But uh, you know, he's been through some lean times defensively, and uh, he's been around the block, been to Georgia, been to uh, a couple different spots. But you know, that defense was not playing well, and then that was just an, an implosion. Man. No, they were playing terrible. 
um, defensively. Well, the crazy thing is, Cows, they played good a couple times. 52. They gave up 40. Now, look, credit to Florida. or to, They made the clearly yeah. made the halftime adjustments. <laughs> I mean, they only gave up 10 in the second half. I was watching most of some of the game earlier. They don't get I, had, I hadn't made it to the second half yet. They don't get a boatload of credit half, for that. The first half, though, they were horrendous. Yeah, they don't, they don't get a lot of credit for that. Don't get me wrong. And I, I – it was some stuff I've never even seen before, Kyle. Um, what, what do you say about that? Like Florida has so, – So, that was – so, that's what I'm saying. So, because Todd Grantham and what just happened is not his fault. They were already – They were already – well, yeah, right. I mean, they yeah, are, he, he was gone. He was already point. gone. He wasn't calling plays. That's right. He wasn't doing all that other things. But they did allow a coach to call plays out. I don't think it ever called plays in the game before. So, that's like a questionable move to me. I don't understand why you – I don't know. Maybe you don't have that. I don't know that – a thousand percent. How do you give up 52 points, though? So you fire your D.C. and you still give up 52 points to, to a, a four-win Samford team. Right. That's not, a, not an eight-no Samford team. No. A four-win Samford team. Yeah. And I, I, I know Alabama runs deep with football talent, so I know Samford <laughs> would probably mess up a lot of schools. You know, the home of Cortland Finnegan. Yeah, I mean, look, I get it, but, like, it's a four-win Sanford team. It's a bad look. And so you're firing guys midseason because they're sacrificial lambs. And right? Bradbury. You're, you're, show, you're trying to show an outward willingness to shake things up, make changes, give the right. fan base some hope that, you know, things are going to turn around. Is that around. what you're doing, right, from the outside looking in, Kyle? Because like, what does it look like when you fire your – To other people, it looks like he's trying to save his job. But, I mean, you can't – I don't know. I mean, you got to – those firings – They should have fired Grantham at the end of last year if you were going to make a change yeah you know what i mean you should have fired him at the end of last year yeah, absolutely and then had a new face this year because defensively the, your problems last year doesn't go away because you still got the same person calling the plays right you know right and i don't look at florida and say man they are lacking in talent i look at florida and say man i don't understand why they're doing this and where they do lack in talent i'm still is like they're still florida yep you know it's not like they're bums out there he's like some, they have it, expectations. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like these are not bums. These no, are they have expectations. High quality SEC players, right? Absolutely. Here. Big, fast from Florida. When like I, Florida. Right. Like when I think Florida, <laughs> I think like, you know, eight and four is a down year. You know, like Correct. That, that's the Florida I know. You know, it's eight and four and, is a down year. And bad I know they're year. not that anymore because between, you know, this and, you know, the Muschamp era, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's not been a great run for Which them. Muschamp is the only other coach who I've seen implode. No, I, I get it, man. Like, that, it's one of those jobs where – and then how about – not to change the subject, but how about South Carolina? Like, I'm not shocked by this, and I know it's probably fr more frustrating for them than it is for any of us, but to blast Florida 40-10 to 10 and then lose to, to that Missouri team. Now, I guess Missouri's maybe bounced back a little bit. They're 5-5, five and five, but I don't think Missouri's very good at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched. They them. haven't been. I haven't watched the game completely, so I can't speak on. I, I can, watched them go up I, to Boston College I, and lose. I I picked South Carolina because I thought South Carolina was figuring it out, and I thought that they would be able to run the football. Yeah. Instead, it looked like Tyler Beatty ran crazy on. Yeah. South Carolina. He had another two hundred yard game, and I think that's like his third two hundred plus yard running game this year. Uh, he's an underrated player in the SEC that's really been balling. Probably should be up for consideration as Look at SEC. This. Offense player of the year. Look at this. Oh, they picked like the worst picture of those two shaking hands. Matt Rule and Cliff Kingsbury. The two college guys going at it in the National Football League. You know how many people are still just furious at Matt Rule right now? So many like so many people in this I, I, He has a, a complete, incomplete grade right now. I was trying not to judge him or anything and you know what? until like after that, his second year. I, I was like <clears> – <throat> pardon me. I was more or less I, – I thought he'd done a fantastic job 
up until Sam Darnold started to spiral and the offensive line looked like garbage. And, and I still think that, you know, you, they get credit for the defense that they've built. You know, Phil Snow, right. I think you've, you've talked about Phil Snow really proving some things. I think a lot of the league feels that way. I agree. And, I, a thousand percent. And they, they started the season with a mess at special teams, and they've managed to fix it in season. You know, they're kicking well, they're punting well. So, like, they get credit for that. But the most important position on the field has not been handled well. <laughs> and that offensive line still needs a lot of work. So until those things are fixed, and look, they bought the, they potentially bought themselves a really, really important amount of time with bringing Cam Newton back to fix those things. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's I, I, I'm not I'm not out on this coaching staff by any means. I don't think Joe Brady is necessarily going to be back next year for you know any number of reasons. But we'll see. I'm curious to see how he does with uh, Cam Newton the rest of the year. But now, why do you why, I, I why think, do you say Joe Brady is it because he's going to get another job? Well, I I think that's the likelihood. No, I think that's the likelihood. Like, it, it, well, let me ask you this. So, like, even if uh, I'll do, is Joe Brady turning down four million dollars a year to go be the head coach of a Power Five program that opens up a place that he could win? Yeah, I wouldn't want to go. Do you really want to go be a head coach? And I like don't know. That's what, that's what I don't know that? about him. I think, he, I think he wants to be in the NFL. I would much rather be in the NFL. But here's the thing. I think Cam Newton might really – if Cam can come in and play well and they can figure this out the rest of the way, they've bought themselves more time. And that's whatever. As long If they're winning, I don't think anybody's going to be mad about that. No. But I think what I'm getting at here more than anything is they tried to speed up the rebuild a little bit, right? Well, when you make all these moves, right. yes. You're, so he's halfway through year two. He's been on the he's been on the job a year and a half. Who does it benefit most to to speed up a, a rebuild? Because the head coach need, wants all as much time as he can get, right? A thousand percent. Head coaches and for a rebuild, oh, I need three four years to, to do this right. Well, so you got a six year deal, you, but you've got an owner who's now been who's presided over three straight losing seasons. Got rid of Cam Newton, fired the head coach. And they paid Teddy Bridgewater, then paid him to go away. Then they paid a guy who was, you know, not great in New York, thinking they could fix him. And he turned out to collapse. So now they're play, paying Cam to replace his replacement, who was the replacement to his replacement that they're still paying to play in Denver right now. So it, it's so who do you blame for that? Right. That's what I'm saying. So, so who is that? Is that the owner, the GM, the, 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 GM, the coach? The GM just got here 10 months ago. Okay, so you don't blame the GM. GM had well, nothing no, to do with No, he's got that. a hand in Darnold, right? Has to. He's the GM. He was, he was a big part of that move. Yeah, but who wanted him? Was it right. GM so or, the, the, or the coach? So the head coach is the face of it because he's always on TV. So he's the guy people are mad at right now. But isn't it interesting? And I'm only pointing this out because I think it's obvious. David Tepper hasn't really done interviews this year, has he? He hasn't really talked to people. Well, he did when he cursed on uh, preseason. Well, look, I'm not saying he's in hiding. I'm just saying, like, he's not, he's not seeking out the microphones or the cameras right now. It's true. So, and by the way, I, I don't, as long as he's not meddlesome in the football operations, I'm not mad at him for wanting to win. Like, doesn't seem like it. No, I, I'm, I'm not mad at him for, you know, want, if he sees an opportunity to win and speed things up and make bold moves, awesome. That's better than a rich guy sitting on his ass who just wants to make money and doesn't. No really, doubt. I mean, that's no doubt. Much better. No doubt. So I think this. As an, I mean, if you're a team, you'd like kind of like his ownership style. You're like, dude. I mean, the guy, right? Wheeling and dealing. We're Absolutely. not just sitting back. That's, Absolutely. We are in attack mode. So I think we're going to see over the next couple of weeks how Cam and Matt Rule get along, how Joe Brady adapts and you know folds Cam into the offense. It's going to tell us a lot about how much it's going to work. But the fifth year option piece with for Sam, Donald, yes, yeah, it yeah. gets very intriguing. Well, I got to pull up a, a, an article that I saw earlier, but I think who did it's it come from? It's very intriguing. So I, I think what I, I saw was that 
part of the headline was they're not ready to give up on Sam Darnold. No, they're, which of course I not. agree with. I, I first of all, you, first you, of all, you signed his. You, you, you you're locked in. Deal. You're guaranteed his money, yeah. eighteen point eight next year. He's sticking around, I think. Yes, he I don't, is. because the, even if he sucks, and there are people probably listening to this right now, laughing at us or you know sneering at us, saying he's fucking sucks. <laughs> Listen, he might just fucking suck. But what if he still can be salvaged? And maybe they, they really did make a big mistake by bringing him here only to make their big free agent acquisitions on the offensive line to be Cam Irving and Pat Elfline. Like, that's, that's where they've lost a whole lot of points with Who's the Who's the left guard? Uh, right now, well, the guy Michael Jordan, they signed off the waiver wire after he was let go in Cincinnati. All right, at the beginning of the year, who was oh, he? Oh, 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 the left guard at the beginning of the year. Well, there was Pat Elfline. <laughs> then there was Dennis Daly. Okay. And so now it's Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan has played much better lately. Now, no, I, I had a, a, NFL, <coughs> a, a scout friend of mine, and he said the guard of Carolina was awful. Like, which one? I, I, I'm not going to use names. No, no, oh, no well, I fine. don't even know which name he was talking about. I He's, thought you were asking me so you could get the name. Well, yeah, then you probably said his name. So it was uh, one well, of those. And I like know his daily. Uh, yeah, but I didn't know that they played that bad. And he said it was literally well, the worst thing. Well, this is the seventh offensive line combination or eighth. No, eighth offensive line combination. You got to be healthy, year. man. You have to be healthy. But I, I just I just think it's been so good. Um, college football, Oklahoma loses to Baylor. I, I love in a, I love college football because it's the best. It's the best. The upsets, the unknowns, all these young, you know, dealing with different people. It, it just seems so fun and just like, man. Every week, especially this season, you've even hit on it about the parity in the, in the college football, that week to week, teams are losing left and right. Dude, if you win, you got a chance. It's a record number of upsets. It's, There's a record number of upsets. I mean, it, that speaks for itself. And, and that's why, it, you know, it bothers me because I listened to a guy named Ken Carmen, who does uh, daily sports radio in Cleveland, 92-3, the fan up there, I think. And uh, he does national sport, or sports talk on CBS Sports Radio on the weekends on our station here in Charlotte FNZ. And he, I thought he pointed it out best yesterday. He said, listen, what's going to happen here is that the, the, the committee is going to leave Cincinnati out. Cincinnati's going to win out. They're going to leave Cincinnati out with some bullshit reasoning as to their resume, their strength of schedule, their whatever. And they're going to make us bitch and moan about how unfair it is. And then they're going to give us the expanded playoff anyway um, because they know it's going to make them a lot more money to expand this playoff to 12 teams. And I hope they do, because I'm really, really tired of having to talk about Cincinnati not getting in when Cincinnati shouldn't have to beg to get in for a chance to win a national championship. Will they win one? The odds say probably not. But I think they've proven enough this year to get a shot. It's not you knew when you designed this college football playoff back in 2013. You knew back then what those group of five conferences were. You knew the schedules they played back then, and you knew that outside of being able to occasionally schedule a big-time Power 5 opponent and maybe beat one, they were never going to have <clears throat> that data point on their, their resume. Correct. So nothing's changed. We're still doing the same song and dance right now. So they're going to pull this same stunt again. Cincinnati's going to get left out. We're going to get Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and I don't know. Who? You you tell me. Michigan? <laughs> no. No, probably not. So, so I'm – so I'm not giving up yet because – You still think Cincinnati can get in? I, I have a I, – I had them ranked as my third best team this week. Wildcalf. No, nope, never mind, PJ's in. I was blind. Sorry. <laughs> Getting excited again. <laughs> Ooh, bounced it. Oh, Christian McCaffrey's in. Oh, yeah. 
He looks good. Anyway, so your your Cincinnati theory. I had Cincinnati as a three, third ranked team. Right now you do. I do. Yes. Well, I probably have them as four this week just because Alabama finally picked it up a little bit. So yes. So first one would be Georgia. Two, I got Ohio State at two. Because Ohio State's been playing really, really good. I'm, I'm all about just bossing your team. They like, keep getting better. And they are. And they, they are. have offensive firepower. They got NFL-ready guys. And, and I'm, no, I'm no Ohio State guy by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, saying, they, they're, I'm not saying they're any better. But CJ they have improved. I mean, he can play. And, yeah, and, and they have improved defensively absolutely. since they had they changed uh, no the question. players, that, the people that are calling the plays. So no they, they've been better. They have. And so, so I just go off of what I, I see. And no, Alabama will be third because they passed the eye test. Yes, they lost to a bad A&M team. But, I mean, sorry, Alabama's not perfect. We continue to measure Alabama to Alabama, which is the standard of yep, college football. Absolutely. Like, that is the – that's just the real of the real. But they're still up there. And then I got Cincinnati. After that, I like – I like Oregon. I like um, – Oregon's got the worst I like loss. Michigan that Stanford State. loss Yeah, I agree. Me. I agree. Oregon, I, I and like Oregon, it. they've had to deal with some stuff – but their team, and I thought Oklahoma would be the other team to be able to slide up and get in, but they just lost. And so, um, come on, I, I PJ, really get rid of it. Them. Oh yeah, he just jumped up from his. Christian McCaffrey is incredible. Um, speaking of the SEC and Georgia in the top four, so I was watching my Hokies uh, throttle Duke yesterday, which it, wait, I watched it too. You guys look fast against Duke. <laughs> Everybody should. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, it's also infuriating. That's the they had the. <laughs> I think I got to pull the actual stat, but Virginia Tech, it was the saddest stat ever. It was the state of things under the Fuente era. Um, they hadn't surpassed 500 yards total offense. It was one of the, the longest streaks in the country, one of the two or three longest streaks in the country. It's been sad. How and long has it been since you guys have had 500 yards? Years, long? literal years. And so uh, the, the offense exploding yesterday was just, you know, the cherry on top of frustration because that's what we were promised when Justin Fuente got hired. But not to belabor the point, I, was, I actually ended up watching about as much of Georgia and Tennessee because I miss Hendon Hooker. That's why. Because, yeah. You know, because it's, it's brutal to watch. But also, I'm really happy for Hendon Hooker watching him at Tennessee. And they got blown out by Georgia yesterday. But I, I've said this throughout the week, and, and especially since last week, too. Hendon did, did not play bad at all yesterday. Hendon Kyle, played well. Kyle, Kyle, I watched this game, right? And Talk to me. I, I got to break it down for you because it's a path to victory in every single game. Yes. Okay. And I thought Tennessee was on one for a minute. They were on, they were on the path early because they paid attention to the things that they needed to do. All right. Who is oh. this football team? Shuba Hubbard right there, man. I'm telling you, man. Cam's back. Cam's back. Cam's back. All right. Tennessee, Georgia. All right. So then, so early in the game, I told him, I, I said, the path to victory is. You go down there, you score early, you you kick the ball off, you get the coin. You get the coin toss, you want the ball. You go down there and freaking score. Absolutely. Have your best freaking 15 plays on dialed up, ready. You love every one of them. We're going to go score. Yep. We go score, all right? They can start adjusting on the sidelines. That's fine, whatever. Yep. You get the ball back. You get a three and out or a stop. You get the ball back. You go kick, score again, field goal or touchdown, and now all of a sudden – Georgia feels uncomfortable. Right. They go down there and score. I'm like, boom, okay. Here we go. Okay. They get a stop or maybe both teams – anyways, they had a chance to get off the field on the third and eight. I actually got it right here, yep. Before Stetson Bennett scrambled out of the pocket. Okay, Kyle. And Tennessee 
allowed Stetson Bennett to scramble out of the pocket because they didn't execute the corner, the cat blitz on third down. They, they, the end went up and underneath. The corner went right behind the end, which like you went straight into, into his butt or his backside. And then, and then next, you know, the, the quarterback's out the, outside the gate. He's out of containment. He's out of the pocket. And he runs for eight yards. First down. They score on the next play later. It's seven, seven. Yep. Yep, you know, I, I got it right here. It's like, yep. Oh, 39 yard run. Yes. And so boom, boom. But if you would have executed, they would have been, they would have fumbled. They would have take the ball, punt the ball. You get the ball back in good field position. Whether you score now the next drive, now you're winning the field goal position. You're just at least making them sweat. Just put a little pressure on them. Instead, it's seven to seven. And to them, Georgia, it's still, it's still Georgia time. So I, I, there were a lot of things that happened that game yesterday. By the way, did you think that was a catch in the second half, That the, the kind of bad throw by Stetson Bennett that the, the tight end grabbed as he was going out of bounds? Uh, did you see that play? It kind of stayed on his right hand, but it, because his left hand moved off the ball, I didn't think it was a catch. Okay, so but, but by the letter of the law, you thought it wasn't a catch. See, because when I watch something like that, I'm with you. I, can, I know why they did it. Right. But – to me, that's a catch. And it was impressive as shit. I mean, that it was, was impressive. I wish the throw was better. The throw was bad. I mean, it, well, you know, relatively speaking, but like it was it a hell of a grab. The so then on top inside. of that, my last thing is I always had a suspicion that he could, but we never saw it consistently enough in Blacksburg for me to feel this way. But after watching him this year, I think Hendon Hooker can play in the NFL. I really do. I'm he, glad you're saying that. He's 6'4, 225. He's not a straightaway speed guy, but he's elusive. He's got good moves. I mean, he, he runs it well. And, I mean, he's throwing it better than I've ever seen. He, he looks good throwing the deep ball. He's accurate. I mean. Josh Heupel, man, we interviewed him on SEC Nation uh, Saturday morning. Great and show, by the way. Th yeah. It was good. Me and Pops were watching it. Oh, man, thanks. And, um, and when we asked him about, you know, the – I asked him about, you know, building his offense. Like, where'd you get all this from? Because it, it's so different than anything else. You know, he said he got some stuff from Oklahoma. Then as he's going to different places, uh, picking up little things, that's where, you know, UCF to – Oh, PJ just threw it away. That was a great He was catch. down, wasn't he? That was a great catch. Don't run out of bounds. That, he was down all the way back there. PJ just forced it. He had all day and he forced it. Oh, bummer. All yeah. right, so anyways, so um, – Heifel was talking about – Yes, so Hendon Heifel Hooker. was talking about that, and then he was just talking about how the offense, and it's so cool to watch them work. And he says he really builds it based upon the players. And now that Hendon Hooker's in, they're really doing some different things. They're starting to believe what they're all talking about. It's, um, it's been fascinating to watch this offense nope, grow. Nope, nope, nope. That's not an interception. That's coming back. I'm sorry. He is really doing a great job of he is. You know, dialing it in. And Hendon Hooker's playing really well. He hadn't turned the football over a lot this year. So it's been good, man, watching him grow. And you root for the underdog stories like 100%. This. Well, and, and I'll, to be quick about this, when he was in Blacksburg, I mean, he was a third-rated passer in the ACC in 2019. With, with, and, and he Dude, how does Fuente – Fuente's what, – what are we doing? I, I don't know. I don't know. What and, are we doing? And then they, st they don't start him against North Carolina in that game where they're getting blown out. And then he brings them back from like a 33-point deficit. After halftime, they started in the second half. And so, you know, that happened. And he was the guy that everybody wanted on the field. But by the end of it, he was so discontent. I mean, he was so frustrated. Hooker was with the way that it was all handled. He was just out. He was gone. And, and everybody knew then. But like, and then Quincy Patterson is the guy that replaced Trey Lance up at North Dakota State, the big kid out of Chicago, the one that uh, uh, 
beat North Carolina in the six-overtime game. So what they were left with was Braxton Burmeister, who is a fine player, runs it well. He's got good speed. He's got an okay arm, and he's kind of accurate. You know, he's not a bad football player. But Hendon Hooker was the best quarterback on that roster. And so I'm watching him play right now, and his footwork looks great. I mean, he, he doesn't have to worry about if he makes a bad throw that he's coming out of the game. Because I that's, agree. That, that's what he had to deal with in Blacksburg. That's what happened with Florida's quarterback situation. So, you know, he doesn't have to worry about that. He looks calm. He looks poised. His footwork's sharp. He's accurate on the deep ball. His arm strength even looks better than, than the last time I saw him. I don't even – I mean, it's, it's impressive. Maybe he got some guys that can run and catch. Yeah. And so, you know, he's a Greensboro, North Carolina native. So, I, I realize that offensive line's a priority, but I wouldn't hate it if they picked him up in the middle rounds because I'd love – and I, he might not make it that far. Because the way he's played this year, he what he had a pick and a touchdown yesterday, which means he's up to twenty two and three on the season. I think twenty three and is three. it twenty three? I think it's twenty three and three. Right? Is it twenty three? Okay, it's something like that. I know he had twenty two touchdowns, two interceptions. Right. I thought. And again, he he did he played well, all things considered, yesterday against Georgia. Well, I mean, you're playing against the, you're playing against the, a the, monster. The, the, and you know what, Georgia actually had some injuries yesterday, so I want to see how they feel and what they're doing in the absolutely next couple right. Weeks. But they are locked in. Yeah. And Georgia is such a good. Dude, they're just fast. They are so good defensively. How about Florida State beating Miami yesterday? Uh, Florida State's going to beat Florida. I think you're right. Okay. I think you're, you're right about I'm that. I'm calling a shot right now. Mike Norvell is, is currently saving his job, and he might actually be on, the track to, on track to turn them around. Florida State can't get rid of Norvell. No, they can't. No, it'd be stupid. They, 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 they cannot can't. afford it. No. You're already paying like two other coaches. They're already upside down on a Tahoe. <laughs> from like five years ago, <laughs> you know what I mean? and they can't even think about doing that. No, but they I, have to ride this out. It's almost what you, Virginia Tech had to do with Fuente. Almost. The pandemic is what really stopped <laughs> that, I think, more than anything else. That pandemic saved his job. Now, they have really committed to spending money right. uh, and raising money, and it's paid off already. They're also so. saying that to raise money. Sure, but right, now they're raising money, and they're probably just holding on until the second week of December, and they drop <laughs> that buyout to $7.5 They'll wave goodbye and shake hands and say best of luck, but – um, yeah, this is not the best offseason to be hiring a coach. No, you, you it got will, LSU got and Southern Cal, you know, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be lower, lower food on the totem pole. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're you know, you're at best you're third on the pecking order there. Yeah, because um, you know, LSU is going to be a top-tier job. Yes, LSU because you got Cal. talent immediately. You got an abu- you got an abundance. Absolutely, no you doubt. Got, you got players. On so the there, there's some guys out there. I, I'm very much. I know there are names on their list. I know a couple of names on their list that uh, you know I've, I've talked to some people about that I won't get into on on this conversation. But there's one that I think should be obvious to some people, and one that I'm really intrigued by, and that's Billy Napier at Louisiana. Um, what you need there, bud? Oh, I got you. So. Billy Napier at Louisiana, I, I suspect that he's waiting to see what LSU does with their job. Um, I agree. But I think Billy Napier might be a tremendous fit in Blacksburg. I, we'll see. But he's, I think he's a heck of a coach. He is a heck of a coach. And I, I, wanna, I don't know if that's a big splash enough for LSU to get Billy Napier, but I think he would be an amazing coach yeah, for, the, I mean, for I, that job. That's the thing. I don't know. Like LSU, I know, feels like they've got to make a big splash hire because they, they've, they've got to find a way to be Alabama because they feel like they already should be Alabama. And so they're going to hire, you know, whoever they hire. But I think Napier is really interesting for Blacksburg potentially because, you know, he, he knows the region. He's recruited the region. He has ex- experience on the Clemson staff, the Alabama staff, obviously. OC quarterbacks coach at Arizona State. Um, he, as my, under, my understanding goes, Things did not end all that amicably between him and Dabo Sweeney when they were at Clemson. Um, and so I think there might be an element to Napier potentially seeing 
a football school in the Coastal Division that expects to win that division every single year and a chance to go meet Dabo Sweeney in the ACC championship game. That's just some – That's I've heard that story from a couple of people. A personal angle, huh? Maybe. Now, I could be wrong, and if Billy Napier hears this podcast and I'm wrong about that, Mr. Napier, I apologize for spreading misinformation. But I feel like from who I've heard that from might be an interesting angle to the story. All I know is I think he's a good football coach. So, uh, you know, he's kind and of been, – And also, I mean, Clemson looks like they got a couple of chinks in their armor. Yeah, and and, yeah. How, and when are they, how are they fixing them many times? Well, soon? Th- this is the year to get them. Now they also have the, what is it, five star kid, Cade Klubnik, coming in next year. What does he play? Quarterback. Um, well, they already had. I mean, I do, don't know that they not, do. I don't know about that. So now you're ready to unseat. You're going Spencer Rattler this day. Here's huh? the thing: we, we, talking about the Clemson Tigers this year is kind of like talking about the Carolina Panthers up until this week, because you had an offense that was just so bad it didn't make sense. I mean, it kind of did, but like you had. A quarterback who didn't always look very good or make good decisions. You had an offensive coordinator who lost his other guy to the USF job. And so now Tony Elliott looks like he might not be a great play caller. You got an offensive line that's not very good, certainly not as good as they thought it would be. So you got three issues that look at times like they could be the biggest problem, except you don't really know because week to week, sometimes different areas look worse. You see yesterday, they won. They, they blew UConn out 44 to 7, but UConn returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> in Death Valley. <laughs> they did not like that. <laughs> they were not happy about that. They no. did not like not that. Not thrilled. Not thrilled. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I figured Clemson fans, it's, it's as someone who was a fan of a school in the ACC who used to expect to whip Clemson every time we saw them come to Blacksburg, um, it is funny to watch Clemson be reminded that sometimes you're just not always the best at football. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like you guys, you, 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 you don't even know what that feels like right now. It's, you're so far removed yeah, from feeling like one of the, the unwashed masses in college football right now. Oh, yeah, dude. We're, we're way beyond that. Listening we, to Bama fans call into Paul's show and rant about how this is Saban's worst team and one guy saying they need to go hire Dabo Sweeney was the wildest <laughs> shit that I have heard in quite some time. So Look at this. Look at this. Arizona th- pulling out trick plays trying to score on these Carolina Panthers. Look at this. Shaq Thompson laying the wood. Boom. And on third and 20. Third and 20. That, that was that risky, way. too. That was stupid. That was, it was dumb. So, anyway, uh, we got to wrap this up because I've got to bolt to the arena, sir. I've got to get to uh, the Spectrum hey man, Center. Go finish watching the Panthers. Hey, man, appreciate y'all. AC Green Show. AC oh. Green. <laughs> oh, man, the Comeback Mike Show. See, that's perfect. This is the Michael Jordan Comeback Show because Michael Jordan came back to the Chicago Bulls, Cam Newton came back to the Carolina Panthers. I feel like I meant to say that to start the show, and I was so excited that I forgot (laughs) the tagline, the punchline to that point, and so now I've got to make it at the tail end of the show. This was number 45, the Michael Jordan of episodes, because Michael Jordan wore 45 when he came back to the Chicago Bulls, and this is the week that Cam Newton comes back to Charlotte, saves the Carolina Panthers season, and we're going to the friggin' Super Bowl. I'm going to end it right there. You ready for that? We're going to talk about that next time. I won't say anything. We're going to L.A. for the Super Bowl. You coming with us? I will go to L.A. Panthers playing for the Super Bowl. We're going to. That's. We're going to go. We're going to win it. We'll talk to you next time. I've lost my mind. I'm sorry. I've got to go work for the rest of the night. And I'm pumping myself up. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. Work hard. Be nice to each other. And I'm really sorry for how I acted.